What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Fulfillment Podcast, where we discover a better you by finding fulfillment in life, relationships, and finance. I'm your host, Josh, and in this episode, I bring on our first interview, our first special guest, Mike C-Rock Sirocco from the What Are You Made Of podcast. Mike, uh, I ran into him at a growth conference, a 10X conference in Denver. Um, when Grant Cardone was in town, we sat down, we uh, just started talking, he looked like somebody that I recognized, and it turned out he had been on a few uh, real estate calls and stuff. So really great guy, brings a lot of positive energy. He's just one of those dudes that genuinely wants to watch other people grow and help other people out as they're going through their journey. So he talks a lot about the things that he's gone through and how they've played out in his life and like the lessons that he's been able to take away. But then he also does a really good job at explaining how it looks to develop a business and kind of like what are the tough learning points and the turning points really in the growth phase as you're building something and kind of experiencing the journey on your own. He started at a very young age and making like some difficult identity decisions and I think that's been nothing but an advantage for him moving forward. So I really like bringing him on. He has a lot of good things to say, so make sure you guys listen to this and let me know what you think. But without giving up too much and giving too much away, Let's get right into the episode. All right, welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Fulfillment Podcast. This episode is going to be bringing on a special guest, uh, actually our first guest and first interview that we've ever had. So we usually talk about discovering a better you, but finding fulfillment in life, relationships, and finance. I was at a uh, 10X conference uh, with Grant Cardone going through a whole bunch of different stuff. Wasn't really focused on the real estate, but more so on just growing a business and identifying kind of who you are and what you're going through and how to you know, improve and make a better you just in your daily uh, life. So while I was there, I ended up sitting down and meeting a, a gentleman, his name is Mike Sirocco. Mike's been busy in the mortgage business and going through a whole bunch of personal development and growth and stuff on his own too. So wanted to bring him on the show, had a great conversation with him while we were there at the conference. And I think he has a lot of value and a lot of things to add. So I just wanted to bring him on, let him introduce himself, and then we'll go from there. So Mike, welcome on. Thank you so much for coming and staying. What's up, Josh, man? Appreciate you having me. And it's so great to see you again, dude. I, I really enjoyed meeting you in Denver and uh, looking forward to sharing some value with you. Yeah, of course. So while you're teaching me how to do this whole interview thing, I really appreciate you kind of breaking the ice and getting us through. But tell us a little bit about your story. I've, uh, I've listened to your podcasts uh, here and there, especially the first one where you kind of break down. As you've grown up, you kind of lived with your mom, then your dad, and you ended up going back. So kind of walk us through that story, the transformation that you've gone through, and just kind of the significance I think that that has played in your life as you've grown up, because that's, I think, some very relevant uh, information for us all. Yeah, but so my podcast is called What Are You Made Of? And I created that name on purpose because, and if you hear a little bit of banging in the background, by the way, there is some construction going on. I told them to keep it down. I think they got louder, but uh, it is what it is. Um, you just got to make the best of things sometimes. And that's first lesson of the day. That's right. Um, but, but I have the story to tell you because uh, What Are You Made Of? all came about because I say that to myself a lot. I, uh, I talk to myself a lot. I have voices in my head. And everybody, I think, has voices in their head whether they pay attention to them or not, but there's a good voice and a bad voice. And the good voice is not as strong as the bad voice. Naturally, the bad voice has more power because it's been fed more, not just by you, but by your surroundings, by your environment and growing up from basically conception until about age 10 or 11, you've been fed information that is been like just built upon and it's and mostly it's negative and limiting. And so, what are you made of is a phrase that I use quite often 
And it, uh, you know, another one is like, you're built for this. Anytime I'm going through tough times or things that aren't going very well, I'm constantly telling myself, Hey, you got this, get through, push through, let's go. And so when I decided to name from the podcast, I was telling my story and I was bringing other people on to share their stories. So I used what are you made of as the name of it so that I can start the podcast off by saying, Hey, what are you made of? Um, so that's where that started. And then, you know, I've run a mortgage company as well. That's got 40 employees. Um, and we've done some dynamic things over the last two years that, you know, just by implementing these, these principles that come from the podcast and the, what are you made of movement and what have you, but it all comes back to when I was 11 years old, I came from a broken home. I don't remember my parents together and, you know, being around a lot of broken people, a lot of mentally, mentally, mental issues with people alcoholism, drugs, suicide, a lot of stuff like that growing up. And, you know, my dad is when I decided to leave his house and moving back in with my mom at age 11, wasn't very happy. And, you know, he, he uh, basically took a hundred dollar bill out, crumpled it up and threw it at me and said, you're going to need this when you're living on the streets with your mother one day. Yeah, that's right. You said you, uh, you remember that like it was yesterday, don't you? Yeah. I mean, that's a clear as day vision that yeah. I use every single day when I'm, when I'm trying to get that extra energy, you know, the, the dominating rule that I have in my movement, what he made of movement is to turn all setbacks, letdowns, negativity, including people into rocket fuel for your future. And it's all about rocket fuel because instead of just fuel, because rocket fuel pushes you into orbit. It's the only thing that can get you into orbit. And when you're in the orbit, you're away from gravity's pull. Right. And you know, Grant talks about this a lot that gravity pulls you back down. And that's why when you look at, you're looking at stats in your business or anything in your life, and you're looking at a graph, you want your graph moving upwards, not flat. Because if your graph is flat, gravity's going to pull you down. But brother, when you get to orbit, gravity is not there anymore. You're out of gravitational pull. And that's where I sh always shoot for. That's what I want to, uh, you know, I want to encourage people that I coach and work with to shoot for that, to get into orbit. That's pretty cool that you say that because that is, uh, especially when you're looking at uh, starting businesses and kind of pushing out from what the the traditional just regular nine to five career is that people, you know, typically wake up and which is my whole family and background and that's where everybody's come from. Um, it's an interesting way of looking at it because yeah, you got to push through and I think there's a lot of struggle that goes on getting your point to the where you're at orbit, right? To where you're actually in this sequence and you're like, hey, this actually works. I can do this now and it's sustainable. Whereas that whole travel process, right, getting out and getting out to orbit and, and pushing through all that gravity, right, that's the huge growing phase, I think, that um, a lot of people who start their own businesses and get in that entrepreneurial lifestyle have to go through that they may not necessarily realize when they start that journey. Yeah, man. And the thing about it is, is that, you know, when you realize that you're turning all setbacks, letdowns, negativity, any of that kind of stuff into rocket fuel, you, your life is way better. You're happier. You don't get as upset as much when there's a setback. You're looking for setbacks because you need fuel to get to orbit. Yeah. And the other thing is, is that you get momentum at some point where it eventually snowball and you, it goes out of control in a good way. And that's what you're aiming for. You're trying to get that momentum till you get to that point where things are just running. And, you know, too many people are limited by their setbacks because they don't turn it into fuel. And so that's my message to people is to make sure you understand that no matter what you have, any comeback that you have, you can turn it into a a, a, a sh real big journey into orbit. Yeah, some sort of launching point. That's 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 really cool. I, I'm going to write that down. Actually, I already wrote that down. Kind of something that I'm going to use, you know, obviously finding phrases and things that, that fit kind of the, the story that you're trying to tell and the things you're trying to portray. So I think that's 
that's actually an awesome point. I'm, I'm going to use that. So, and the other <laughs> thing I want you to, that. I want to say as well is, do you know the difference between injection and infusion? No, inform me. So my buddy T Mac, I met uh, while just a while back, and I had a call with him yesterday. He's a motivational speaker as well in the financial services industry. He told me he said he said C Rock, do you know the difference between infusion and injection? I said, Yeah, I mean, I think I have an idea, but injection is when you get a shot. And it's a boost mm -hmm. of something like a capital injection into a company, but it's short lived. Okay. Uh, steroids that people pump into themselves for a short period of time, uh, an energy drink. That's an injection. Okay. Nobody needs an injection. Nobody wants an injection. In reality, you want an infusion. Infusion yeah. is something that's put inside of you like that, but it's consistent, constant flow. And that's what we want with rocket fuel. We don't want just a little pump, little injection. We want uh infusion where you have a constant like cash flow that's infusion yeah. right yep so that that's why we want to you know the mindset that we want to have with this is we want more setbacks we're looking for failures we're looking for things like that <laughs> we're looking for negative people because come on bring it i want it because it's going to push me and give me that infusion that i need it's funny you say that because a lot of people i don't think it realize how much negativity how many setbacks how many like uh people are going to deter them from trying to actually get out there and do what they're supposed to do i mean that's one thing I'll say I'm, I'm still going through and learning as I started this journey is holy shit. The amount of people that tell you, go back to work for who you were at before told you it wasn't going to work out this, like all these things. And you're sitting there just constantly like second guessing yourself until you meet somebody that's gone through it and is going in that direction. That'll help kind of like pull you up, give you that little boost that you need to kind of get past each setback and realize like you're not quite there yet. Keep going. Like this isn't the end. Don't give up here. Yeah, I've been told before many times that I, uh, I work too hard. I'm crazy. Um, I've been told that I can't do something. And every time I do, like I hear that, it's like, okay, I got you. Let me show you. And, and, it's, and I feel bad for the people because really it's just they don't know any better. Yeah. And that's right. that they're going off of what's in their head. And, I, you know, listen, I'm not responsible for what's in people's head. Yeah. Yeah. It's all based on the experiences that they have. They have to learn. So that, that brings me to a good point. And, uh, and that, that'll bring me to the next one. So in life, right, I think, and it kind of just in your journey talking about this getting out of uh, gravity sequence, there's a blast off point, I think, and it almost ties in perfectly to this example. And looking at it, I would say this, this point at which you blast off is based on some sort of pivotal, I always think it's based on pain, something that causes you and forces you to to think, evaluate, and take action on this journey on either, are you going to go for it? Or are you going to back off and go back home? And with that being said, so like, what is, cause I know for me, right. I talk about in my show, there was a certain breakup that I went through where I was in love with somebody for real for once in my life, but I was still going through the pain of like this divorce and I was bleeding through it. And it ended up leading to a point to where I broke it off. And I knew I got to a point where I was in so much pain that I knew I had to at some point get over myself and learn and start dealing with these problems that I had. Otherwise I'm never going to find that love again. So in your sequence and in your journey, what's kind of that blast off point? What's that point of friction that forced you to make your change? First of all, dude, listen, we all can be heartbroken. Everybody can. Mm -hmm. But when you, again, you, when you understand that, like if you get heartbroken by a woman or if you're a woman and a man or vice versa or together, whatever the case is, yeah, <laughs> uh, you, your, your pipeline's too small and this might come off the wrong way, but yeah. dude, there's, there's plenty of women. There's plenty of men on this planet. Mm -hmm. And if your emotions got the best of you, to me, you know, everybody goes through that pain of you got to go through the pain and, and recovery of it. But at the end of the day, man, you got to understand that this is just a, 
a setback, rocket fuel for your future. And anything coming from you in the beginning, in the future is going to be way better. So you just got to understand that it's, it's the truth. People don't get it though, but, but I want to get this message out to people because it makes life so much better. Now the turning points I've had several, uh, one in particular was when my dad gave up on me. I felt like he threw in the towel on his fighter. Um, I'm not a victim. I'm using that. Uh, Another time where my grandmother committed suicide. Um, I was trying to help her through some mental issues. I went to college. I came back from college to visit and found out that she had committed suicide. That, that hit me hard. Um, and then after that, there's a, there's a business a couple of times with this one particular business owner that I worked for where he didn't think that we were, we were able to go out and start our own branches and start our own division. We asked him permission if he would let us. And he said, yeah, I'll let you, but you're not going to make it. And of course that's, you know, that's like telling me to, you know, go do it. (laughs) So that's what I hear when he said that. But then after that, we had a situation where a business owner kind of stole from us, uh, was unethical. And instead of going after the person legally, uh, I decided to get my team fired up, regroup and go hard and use it as rocket fuel and really get the team to orbit. And that's what we've done. And now our, our whole company and group is producing way more than that company. The whole company is doing because we shifted our mindset instead of going like legal on them. Yeah. We, we went and did the rocky fuel tactics. Wow. That's, that's insane. Especially how powerful that can be. If it really launched you guys that much further along, like that's insane. That's awesome. Talking about the, uh, you've mentioned it a few times, the one with your dad, right? You, you were living with him, weren't you? Yeah. And then yeah, at three. some point something shifted in your head, right? Where you're like, I, I need to go live back with my mother. What was, what was that? Cause that's huge. I mean, me myself realizing that I have to leave. Cause like I've been in the army for seven years active duty and, and losing that identity to me was a very difficult thing to do. Right. You're pretty much giving up the last like 10 years of your life that you've all this training and deployments and everything you've done to develop who you are, you're giving it up. And at 11 years old, I can't imagine like, I mean, it took me to be 26 years old before I could finally, you know, work up the courage to do something like that. How did you do it at 11? And what was the the driving factor. When I was going through that, I, I uh, thought it was normal and ordinary and I didn't know any different. I thought I was supposed to endure it. But every time I'd come back from my mom's house, I'd have this sick feeling in my stomach, knots. And I just felt like very anxious. And I just had, eventually, my mom saw that and said to me, what's the matter? And I shared with her what the, what the problem was. Mm-hmm. And then that kind of let me open up to the issues that were going on. And she said, that's not normal. That's not normal, dude. You need to, you need to make a change here. And she filed court papers and she told me to stick to my guns. And when I did that, that was some of the scariest times of my life. I had no idea how my dad was going to react. My stepmom was going to react. It was tough, man. There's banging going on guys. We, we work here. Like we're busting ass here. Just so you know, like th- things are getting done. That's what I do. I build. <laughs> if I get bored, I build something. I create something that just so that you know, like one thing, and that's another like little lesson for you. In life, our, our purpose is to build and create things. And yeah. if I'm not building and create things, I start to get anxious. I start to think something's wrong. I'm very spontaneous. Um, so, so I love the fact that there's banging going on in the background right now. And I apologize that this has to happen to be on your show. But this, 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 man, I got bricks back here. I grew up doing block work and concrete. This fits me perfectly, brother. Yeah, that's awesome. I love the backdrop. That's, uh, that's something I'm taking notes of. I'm going to have to add to my own show. But yeah, I mean, that's, that's pretty incredible. I mean, for 
Um, for, for all that to kind of happen, especially that young in life, I think, um, would you say that almost kind of gives you a leg up in terms of understanding yourself a little bit sooner in life to where you can make these difficult decisions, especially when it comes to business and growth? Yeah, I do. And I think everybody has these moments in their life that they can go and point to. They just have to acknowledge it. I want to teach people that because it definitely gives you an advantage and I love the advantage and I want everybody to have the advantage. Um, yeah. but you know that I think that everybody has those moments, some bigger than others, some harder than others, some worse than others. And, uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. There's a, uh, one of the episodes I have, I talk about, um, the victim first gratitude mindsets. And I think it plays almost critically into what you're going to be as a person and who you're going to become, right? Because you can sit there and you can play, the victim card your entire life and be like, Oh, it's somebody else's doing to me. Everything's happening to me. This is not something I have control over. I'm never going to improve because all these external forces pretty much are affecting the life that I have. And my life is just a result of everybody else. Or you can take the gratitude mindset, be gracious for the things that have happened to you, be thankful for the lessons you've learned and take those with you and use them. Like you said, as rocket fuel, as you expand on your journey. That's the problem with what's going on in the world right now, in the country right now, is that too many people are blaming yep. other people. They're not taking responsibility. Uh, they're playing the victim role instead of going out and making things happen and making things happen because of them and not because things aren't happening because of something else. It's a big problem, yep. man. And until people start taking 100% responsibility and control over their lives, they're going to live like puppets. And I use that analogy all the time. You're either the puppet or the puppet master. It's your choice. Interesting. Yeah, no, that's a good point. There's a, uh, one of the sharks on shark tank, um, Damon, John, he talks about, you know, the, the journey he's taken, right. As a, as a African-American guy growing up in America, um, trying to start a journey or trying to start a business and stuff that he's done. And, uh, he came from obviously a broken household. Um, I think he was very close with his mom, but, you know, learned about growing up in the ghetto and, you know, just the type of lifestyle. And he was very much of the, I'm not going to be a victim. Like there's no way I'm going to be a victim. And now he's, you know, sick, sitting on Shark Tank making million dollar deals, right? So like, it just, it shows you the power. He's like, all these people that I used to hang out with, they're still doing the same thing. They've been through jail multiple times. Like they've, they're constantly in the same lifestyle. Like they're going nowhere, you know, just these deadbeat kind of type people, but they're constantly playing the victim card. And then you yep. see him and he's like, nope, I'm, I'm thankful for all the options I've had. I'm thankful for the opportunities. I'm thankful yeah. for the hard bringings and stuff, all the tough lessons I've learned. Like that stuff has made me who I am today. I mean, I, I agree. I think a lot of things that are going on today are based on the mindset that people put themselves in. And it, you can clearly see a delineation on what side is taking victim mindset and running with it and what side is being thankful and gracious for the opportunities and using those as rocket fuel to change their lives. Exactly, brother. Here's the thing, man. If somebody wants to make something of themselves, they need to know something. They have to have knowledge. If you don't have knowledge, you got to go find it. It's not just okay to sit back and acknowledge that you don't have knowledge and then you don't go do something about it. Number one, number two is taking action on the knowledge that you make. And then number three is being consistent with it over and over and over again and not quitting, just consistently beating it. Just like this hammer that you hear in the background. They, they, they don't stop, man. They just keep yep. going because they got to get the job done. Yep. And that's a prime example of it. You don't just take a nail and you hammer it once and it doesn't go in and you're like, shit, uh, I guess I got to stop hammering and hand and the nail doesn't go in. You got to keep hammering that some bitch until it goes into the wood all the way. Yeah. Not quitting until the job's done. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Cause that's, and that's the same thing, right? Trying to get out of orbit. Like you just got to keep pounding away at it. There's a, uh, there's a story about, I don't know, have you ever heard of the, uh, the rock cutter or the stone splitter? You ever heard of that analogy? 
I think I have. Well, yeah. you, you fill me in. So um, there's a guy that I follow, Jason Capital, and he talks a lot about this stuff. And it's the same kind of thing, right? Just keep fucking going is like his tagline. But uh, this stone cutter is basically, it's like a medieval setting, right? There's a, everybody's got all their stuff. It's kind of like a blacksmith, right? Just got his own hut kind of on the side of this little alleyway or whatever. And he's sitting there and he's got all these like giant ass boulders, right? And inside the boulders are supposedly like gems and jewels and all this stuff that you can sell for quite a bit of money. Well, the whole story is, is this guy just hits and hits and hits and hits these stones just over and over and over. And people pass them and they, they call him crazy and wacko and an idiot and, uh, you know, just psychotic because he's just hitting the stone and nothing's happening, right? He hits it, you know, a hundred times, 200 times, nothing has changed. The stone looks exactly the same as it did the first hit. Well, all of a sudden, right? All it takes is one last strike that 501st time, right? All of a sudden he hits it and the whole thing splits open and all the jewels and everything are inside. And it's just, it's the story more or less of persistency and understanding that you, you could be only one strike away from really hitting all the goals and dreams and stuff that you've been working so hard for. Yeah, that's it, man. The thing is though, there are times where you're hitting a stone and it's not going to break. And I think that's the knowledge part of it. One and the commitment part. Knowing that you're doing the right thing is very important. Know that you're committed and you're 100% sure that you're like, this is the right thing. I'm committed to this. That's when you keep going. If you're not committed, you won't keep going. So, yeah. So how do you find that right thing to be committed to? Uh, Well, you know, first of all, you have to basically figure out what you want out of life and get a clear vision of that. So I always talk about going into a desert and finding a lamp and rubbing the lamp and you have a genie pops out and you get three to five wishes and you can have anything you wanted, no limitations. What would they be? You have to ask yourself that question. It's different for everyone. Most Mm -hmm. people don't know the answer to that question though. And so unless you can find the answer to that question, you're not going to be committed to anything. Uh, So, so find that genie that in that lamp, think about that. Take some time one morning when you wake up where it's quiet, take a half an hour to figure out what those things are. Once you have those things, commit to them at that point take action, gain knowledge, find out what one thing you could add or two things you could add or one thing that you could take away that would be holding you back from accomplishing it and figuring it out. Uh, my, my, uh, my buddy Richie Dolan told me the other day on a call that sports players, he coaches NBA sports players, among other people, okay. he said sports players watch video of themselves playing. And the reason that they do that is they're looking to figure out what one thing they can add or one thing they could subtract, what's missing to push them over the top. So we should yeah. all be doing that. Okay. Yeah. Tiny, tiny little changes over time, right? Lead to a big result in the end. Or um, what's one thing right now that's stopping? Yeah. Just asking those kind of questions every, really every day, probably, right? Asking that, asking that, asking that same question and seeing really if the answer has changed or if it's, if it's been, you know, fulfilled or, or answered. Right. Um, there's a uh, ancient Chinese philosophy called Kaizen. You ever heard of Kaizen before? No. No. So it's, it's that exact thing, right? It's making small changes on a daily routine to lead to a massive gain over time. So every day doing one thing, at least that adds to that goal, to that achievement that you're trying to hit uh, in the long end and just watching how you slowly get there, right? I can say in my life yeah. um, over the course of the last three years, who I was three years ago and who I am today totally different people and it's over this course of every day making these little changes and growing and you know buying real estate and growing a business and deciding to start a podcast and doing all these little things right 
has added up. And now I have this like entirely different identity. I've, I've left the army. I left my Northwestern mutual job. I left, you know, relationships and stuff, all these identities that I had along the way, as you give those things up and as you change, you make these tiny little changes over time. And now you're just a totally different person, drastically different person. Yeah. Most people don't do that and change at all because they want to do the big bang. And if they're not going to get the big bang, they don't want to do anything. And so they're not no. willing to do the little things and do be consistent and be patient. And then they don't change at all. Matter of fact, they go backwards because of gravity. So, you know, that's a very important lesson, man. And I, I constantly am working on it myself, uh, not just for myself, but my team. Um, you know, I talked to my team today and I just asked them, I said, you know, is everybody doing everything they can possibly do to be successful? And one person said he thinks he is out of 20 some people. Wow. That was just unacceptable. And I don't blame them. I blame myself. Yeah. And so I had, we had a long talk and now it's time to, after having that talk, follow up and hold them accountable. And so, you know, we just in the mortgage business have been so busy with rates mm -hmm. dropping that it's just like, it's crazy. But that's no excuse not to not to keep going and, and getting better every day. Yeah. What do you find um, as being a successful thing uh, that you've influenced into your business that you've had those not injections, right? But you've had that infusion of that you try to instill in the, the culture. I think I kind of already know the answer to this, but what are the things that you've done to kind of help those people and build a different uh, mindset, I guess, than what other businesses would have? We paint a big vision for our team, big giant vision, big goals. Make sure that their personal and professional goals, we find out what they are, we know them, and we're aligned with them and our company mm. because we can't have conflict. That's number one. Number two is gratitude. We practice gratitude and being thankful and appreciative of each other. We share that. Um, we're very, very transparent with that. Um, the other thing is unlimited income potential. We make sure that everybody has the ability to bring business in the door and get rewarded for it, and they have unlimited income potential with that because they just have to sell more. And the other thing is we have group accountability where the accountability is not just coming down from leadership, but it's coming from the team holding each other accountable. That's a work in progress. That's something that you don't just implement and leave alone. You have to constantly be on top of it and understand that, you know, Joe is not responsible for Jim's production, but yet if Joe and Jim get together and work and hold each other accountable, they'll both do more business. And so it's an understanding of that and painting that picture to everyone. And those are the four things that we focus on. Yeah, that's awesome. I think uh, the big one aligning your business values with the individual's values. I think that's probably the, one of the biggest qualities that you can have in terms of building a, an interpersonal relationship with uh, employees and the owner, you know, and the boss and stuff. Um, there's a book I read called Drive. And in the book, they talk a lot about the, um, the internal kind of desires and what you're trying to do. And then the external rewards as well. There's like the two sides, right? The intrinsic and the extrinsic reward systems. And I think when you're building a business and when you're, you're building at least a successful business, for sure, you want to find what intrinsically values some, like someone has, because that's going to be far more uh, better of a accountability system and keep people on track a lot better and lead to more production than just having like external rewards, right? So if you're just paying people and you're paying them more and more and more, at some point there's going to be some delineation where they don't really desire money to do better in their job, right? They need that internal reward system to help continue to motivate them. Yeah, it's the difference between injection and infusion. Same thing, right? Yeah, yep, exactly. It's, it's incredible how powerful that is. And I think a lot of people, um, especially when a business gets to a certain level, right? They, they lose that. I think that's the probably one of the biggest factors you find between big, big business and corporation size levels and small businesses that small business tries to uh, have that kind of intrinsic reward 
where they, they value their, you know, their employees, they value the mindset, they, they try and keep things of a culture. Whereas you lose that more at the, like the corporate level. Right. hundred percent, man. hundred yeah. percent. And, and I don't care how big a company you are, you can get your culture, right? You just can't be afraid to lose people that aren't aligned with your goal and vision and yeah. of the company and too many leaders don't follow through on accountability because they're afraid to leave people or people leave them. They're afraid of what people think of them. They're afraid of who knows what, Oh, you know what the other thing is? They're not afraid. They're not holding themselves accountable. So when you don't hold yourself accountable, it's very difficult to be a leader and hold other people accountable and be genuine about it. Yeah. Because when you're not doing it yourself, like how can you tell anybody else to do it? You know? And that's, that's an important part of leadership that's lacking in a lot of places. That's true. Yeah. And I think a lot of people, like you said, um, they lose not only, not only in just business, but I'd say in your personal life, right. Being able to, uh, subtract, right. I think the universe does a really good job at filling the void when you can subtract. A lot of times you'll fill your cup with things that may not be everything that you need in your life, right. There may be some negativity, some negative influences, bad people, um, things right. That are in your life that are taking up space that could be filled with things that are going to help you fulfill your purpose and push you in that right direction. Yep. And by subtracting, you have to, sometimes you have to subtract in order to add. And that's the same thing that you said with the employees. Like I, I'm not at that level yet, but I do understand. And I've done that just in my personal life, getting rid of negative influences and kind of cutting yourself off from these people that are just constant negative influences and bring nothing but negative energy to the, you know, to the table. Yeah. And they'll always come back if you you're successful, if, if they're worthy of being around you in the first place. Mm-hmm. They don't come back. You didn't need them anyway. No matter what your mind is telling you about these people that you have to let go sometimes, no matter what your mind is telling you, if they're worthy, they will come back when you're successful, if you're willing to take them back. And yeah. so, yeah, hundred percent, you know, that's something I learned as a young age, man. My father, for example, you know, uh, I had to be in a situation where I was going to be like, okay, look, I'm going to have to do without him. And if he's going to, be right and do the right things, then I'll bring them back into my life. If he's not, then that's cool. And so, yeah, I learned that at a young age, brother. Yeah. That's yeah. As I say, your, uh, your experience young in life is, uh, definitely, I think uh, an advantage that you have for sure. I mean, obviously not things you want to go through, but you did the best with it. And I think you've learned some really valuable lessons and you've definitely expanded on those to the point where now they're a huge asset for you. And you, I mean, as long as you don't ignore it, right. You can use it as well, you grow. Now it's helping other people with it. That's, that's the, right. the mission. Good. Yeah, that's great. What have you, uh, what have you noticed in terms of personal relationships? So um, spouses, girlfriends, things that you've done, I guess, growing up, what have you learned just in terms of personal Did you just say spouses and girlfriends and things that I've done? <laughs> I love it. And never no. know, you know? <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, you know, look, man, here's the thing. So I've, I've gotten around people and I've had to hear them hate on what I'm my mission. I've had to hear them joke about what I'm on the mission I'm on. Yeah. Um, when I was focused on my grades and not partying, I had to hear crap about that when I was younger. I've been, I've heard it all, man, but you know what? I've never let anything stop me. I've never let any, anyone stop me because at the end of the day, I'm responsible for the outcome that I'm going to achieve. It's not on anybody else's shoulders. So if somebody's saying something to you at a moment in time, and at the end of the day, when the results are there, whether it's good or bad, at the end of the day, who's responsible for that? They're not going to be there at that moment. They're not going to be there celebrating, or they're not going to be there to help pick up the pieces if you don't achieve what you're supposed to achieve. Do you think, uh, so obviously we have a lot of people that ask questions in terms of uh, relationship stuff, relationship advice, getting back on X, stuff like that, right? 
Um, one of my big things is obviously if they serve your purpose, I think that's a huge advantage, right? And then that's one of the big qualities you have to look for. What are your thoughts on stuff like that? Yeah. I mean, bottom line, you got to have it. It's a two way street. You got to serve their purpose too. Yeah. They got to serve your purpose. The relationship is a, you know, a, a team situation, give and take. And the other thing is a lot of times when you have issues with the relationship, it stems from communication or lack thereof, mm-hmm. lack of good communication. Um, and also people blaming other people, lack of hundred percent responsibility. You know, if I'm, if I'm in my house and I see something that, that annoys me that my wife does, I better sure as hell look at myself first and figure out if there's anything that I need to fix, because maybe it's something that I'm not doing right. That's causing me to be annoyed by something that she's doing. And I've lived my life that way. My relationship, I'm married 17 and a half years. It's gone that way because I handle things that way. And so does my wife. We're not perfect. We have our moments, but at the end of the day, we, we have that foundation. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. And, uh, have been through a marriage, right? Through one and divorced and learning kind of like what some valuable qualities are. That's, I mean, that is definitely, I think one of the biggest things that I would say was probably missing from what I had was just the ability for both people to be understanding, like, I'm here to improve you and you're going to improve me and it's going to be a mutual relationship and we're going to help each other. It's not going to be a one-way street. It's not going to be a you against me. It's we're a team and we're going to grow together. Well, here's the thing. Like what's more important to you to be right or have a successful marriage? Exactly. Is it, is it more important to be right or make money, have a successful business? I mean, too many people and it's the same thing in the world in the country right now. It's too many people are worried about being right. Yep. Who cares if you're right? Like who ca- what does that get you? What does being right get you? doesn't yeah. get you anything. So exactly. we're focusing on the wrong things. If you're focusing on the right thing, which is success and uh, abundance and, you know, winning, that's what matters, man. Yeah. Hell yeah. That's right. Too many times. I think the, uh, the ego, I talk about the ego all the time and how the ego can be such an inhibiting factor in your life because you don't like, you don't want to be wrong. Like nobody wants to be wrong, but when, when your ego gets in the way, that's when, like all your success, all your progress, everything's inhibited because you can't get past yourself and you can't grow until you get over that hump. And it's, it's never going to work unless you do, unless you put aside, right. You can't have a fragile ego. You have to have a sturdy ego. You have to be able to understand when people are giving you feedback, when they're saying things to you, it's not necessarily an attack at you. It's here's some feedback I can give you use this grow and become better, not take it as a personal attack and try and defend yourself. Yeah, if I gave you $10,000 every time you were wrong, would you be wrong as often as possible? <laughs> yes, absolutely. But there's the answer. So. Yeah. yeah, that's awesome. Well, hey, I appreciate you coming on the show. We've, uh, we're have we about 40 minutes in, so I don't want to take up too much more time just because I like to keep the episodes right around 40 minutes. But hey, man, I'd love to have you on a second one, especially talking about, um, we do talk about real estate and stuff just because that's a big part of my life. So talking about the mortgage industry and what you guys have noticed, um, successful trades and stuff. I know you have a little bit of background in real estate, especially given Grant Cardone stuff. I saw you on a few different of the webcasts and stuff asking questions. So I know you're looking at you know multifamily and probably growing your own portfolio. So definitely love to have you on for a second one and talk about a little bit more on that side of things. But um, thanks for touching on all this stuff. I think it's huge. My audience is going to love a lot of the content that we've crossed over today. Um, Just learning how to let go of an identity that doesn't serve you. All the different things you can do to to grow, especially using everything that happens as setbacks in your life as rocket fuel, right? To push you out of orbit and to really get you into that sustainable practice that can put you at the next level of your life. I think that's all really huge. Hey, well, thank you very much for having me, man. I really appreciate you doing that. And, uh, you know, the other thing is I got a book coming out at the end of this year. So if your audience goes to the Mike C-Rock, 
the Mike C Rock with no K, C R O C dot com. Get access to the free book when it comes out. Uh, you just have to subscribe there. You get access to all my podcast episodes, especially the one with Grant Cardone um, and many others that are on there. Perfect. Yeah. And then, guys, check him out too. Uh, he's got the What Are You Made of podcast. And I think you have a coaching group as well based on that, uh, that podcast. Is that true? Yeah, I'll get together with business owners and salespeople, um, and we're going to start another one here in the fall. But uh, yeah, we get together and we, we do a seven week, one hour a week, 90 minutes, depending on the week, going over some things that I've employed, implemented in our business and what's made us successful to help other people. And then I listen to challenges that people are facing as well and help answer those. Perfect. Okay. Yeah. So check him out, guys. Uh, if he's on Spotify, um, Apple Podcasts, anything else that plays podcasts and your other podcast support devices. But other than that, thanks for tuning in, guys. Appreciate you coming on the show, Mike. And then uh, we'll talk to you next time. Thanks, All right, man. Josh. Thanks, man. Once again, everybody, thank you so much for tuning in. I'm really happy we were able to get Mike on the show. He's just one of those really good, genuine people that uh, uplifts and brings positivity to anybody that he interacts with. So I can't have enough good things to say. Make sure you guys check out his show, the What Are You Made Of podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and any other platforms that you listen to. Thank you so much, guys, for tuning in. We'll see you in the next one.